In this episode, I am doing part two and sharing the remaining lessons and mistakes and trials and tribulations that I have learned over the past four years in business. In last week's episode, in episode 136, we talked about perfectionism on problems and failures and finances and money. And in this episode, we are going to dive deep into team management, competitors, mindset, entrepreneurial loneliness, and also on scaling and society's expectations. So without any further ado, let's dive in. Welcome to Recloseted Radio. This is the top-rated podcast for slow fashion founders. Whether you're thinking about launching a slow fashion brand, scaling an existing clothing brand, or making a brand more environmentally friendly, we have you covered. I'm your host, Selena Ho, the founder and CEO of Recloseted. Each week, I'm sharing my proven strategies or interviewing industry experts. Without any further ado, let's get started. Welcome to part two, in which I am sharing my lessons and mistakes from the past four years in business. You all had so much love to give in the last episode, so thank you so much for sending in your DMs and your emails. That was so cool to see, and I'm really excited to dive into this episode and share even more of the behind the scenes in this episode. And before we get started, I did want to say that our YouTube channel has launched, which is so exciting. And so if you search Recloseted Consulting on YouTube, we will also have a link down in the show notes. You can subscribe and we're going to be uploading videos every single Sunday. And I talked about this in last week's episode, but if you didn't listen, essentially we're going to be creating content that is exclusive to YouTube and also exclusive to this podcast. So if you subscribe to this podcast and you subscribe to our YouTube channel, you will be getting different content. So we're not going to be repurposing things. You're not going to be getting the same thing twice. So it is worth your while to be making sure that you're caught up to date on both platforms. Because on YouTube, I am now going to be doing more of my educational strategies, sit down type videos, and we can go a little bit deeper there because I think that format is a little bit more engaging versus just audio. And then we can also put up graphics and I can just explain things better. And then on this podcast, I'm going to continue to do our CEO confessions and behind the scene type episodes like this one. And then we're going to continue to have interviews because I think it's really fun to learn from other people and see what else is going on as we all work together to transform the harmful fashion industry. So all this to say, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe to our podcast. So then that way you are up to date on all of our resources and all of our content. And if you want my strategy and my help on your business, the only way to work with me this summer is through our consulting intensives. And if you haven't heard what that is, it is a one hour strategy session with me and we can go through and build out your strategy, your roadmap and your next steps for any challenges and roadblocks that you're currently facing. So if you visit recloseted.com slash CI, the link will also be in the show notes for you. You will be able to get more information about the consulting intensives, see what products we can cover, and you can also book your consulting intensive on that page as well. If you have any questions about the consulting intensives and you want to know if it's a good fit for you, feel free to DM us at recloseted on Instagram or send an email to hello at recloseted.com. Okay, so let's get into my first learning and I have this general topic to talk about people or team management and there's been a lot of learnings here because 
I find that the best way to learn how to be a good leader is to do it on the job. And of course, there's books, there's podcasts, there's things you can do, but you really don't learn your style, at least until you actually do it. So the first thing that's really, really important is real-time feedback. And then me and my entrepreneurial friends, we always used to joke that we used to hoard evidence, meaning that if something went wrong, we would take screenshots or we would grow resentment, but we wouldn't really address it because we just didn't have the capacity for conflict and we didn't know how to deal with it. And then when it would get so bad that we would become so resentful and all the resentment was spilling over, we would then talk about it. But then the person on the receiving end of it feels really blindsided because all of a sudden it's like you have months and months worth of this quote unquote evidence and you're basically like slapping them across the face with it and they feel very blindsided and that's just not a great experience for everyone so you need to give real-time feedback and then that way that person can improve they can do a better job and then you also feel like that this person is listening to you and they're a good fit for the team because a lot of the time someone is a good fit especially if you've done a good job checking values checking if they're aligned with your mission and also checking their skill set and their experiences but they need to learn on the job and you know there's a bit of onboarding and things like that and so things happen but you need to give real-time feedback and do not hoard evidence because it is not good for any of the parties it's not good for you and it's also not good for your team member the other thing i've realized over the years as well is that a team players are really hard to come by and especially if you're a startup and you don't have a lot of money and you don't have a lot of resources you probably won't be getting a team players all the time and so because of that you also cannot expect everyone to work at the same level or with the same rigor and the same passion that you will for your own business because this is your baby and this is your business right and this is not their baby it's not their business so yes you still need to motivate you still need to inspire and you need to set a vision but at the end of the day, it's also your job to convey expectations and coach. And you just want to make sure that it's really clear what the quality of work and what the standard is. But then also at the same time, don't assume that everyone's going to put in 110% like you are because that's not super realistic. And I know that this is kind of a jaded way to look at it, but over the years with my experience and having even like worked with our clients through some of these things, just know that it's okay sometimes if you have B players on your team. I, I'd really draw the line at B players. I really don't think you should have any C players on your team, but it's okay sometimes if you have some B players as you're growing because that's what you can afford right now. But that being said, you still need to set the expectations and you still need to coach. But at the same time, you have to be realistic about how much effort they're going to put in. And then as soon as you can, make sure you do get A players on your team. Invest in them. It might be scary, but it is so worthwhile because they're going to scale your business from zero to 100 really quickly. And the real-time feedback and holding people to a higher standard is really, really important as well, not only for your team, but people you hire to work on your business. So service providers, consultants, things like that. And in this month's CEO confessions email, which I will leave a link to sign up down below, I am spilling some serious tea about a 10 thousand dollar mistake I made last month. And I essentially hired this PR agency and it was honestly like a clusterfuck and I don't say that very lightly but you will see in the CEO confessions email it was so bad and 
the one thing that I did right out of everything was the fact that I gave feedback really quickly and I gave feedback really promptly. I didn't hoard the evidence. I didn't wait. I didn't feel bad. I just simply gave the feedback in real time and that's really what saved my ass. So make sure you do that even with service providers and consultants as well. If people are not doing a good job and people are fucking up, then make sure you tell them because it's really important so that you don't build resentment but also so that they can fix it. And then also if things aren't a right fit and you've been oversold, then you can ask for a refund and you can cancel and you can fire them ASAP versus continuing on this painful road and having to deal with it. The same thing applies with team members too. Like if someone's just not a good fit, they're just not a good fit. So cut them loose. I've talked about this on previous CEO confession episodes where I didn't fire someone for way too long. I made excuses. I felt bad. I felt guilty, et cetera, et cetera. And it caused so much resentment and it caused so much harm and it caused me not to be able to scale and grow as quickly as I wanted to. So it's really important to give real-time feedback See if they can improve. And if things don't improve, then you cut them loose and you try to hire someone else. And I would say that it's definitely an art. It's not a science, but know that everyone deals with these kinds of things, even the top biggest companies. So this is just something that's part of the game that is entrepreneurship and you do get better at it. But the real-time feedback piece is key. Like don't feel bad giving feedback. Give it in a way that is aligned with you and how you like to lead. But just make sure that you are giving feedback and you aren't hoarding it and you know because that's not good for anyone and then the other thing I wanted to touch on is competitors so competitors are definitely something that I feel like when you're earlier in business you definitely feel some type of way about And the thing that a mentor told me recently that was really interesting was the fact that he said that they had done a study of different industries and they had really looked at the pioneers or the first movers in those industries. And a lot of the times, the pioneers and the first movers don't succeed, especially in really innovative spaces because they often have to spend their time, their resources, their energy, and their budgets educating consumers. And if you think about it from a sustainable fashion perspective, that makes a lot of sense because it It used to be very quote-unquote novel and brands would have to educate on greenwashing and on fabrics and why sustainability is important. But now it's really hit the masses. And so if you start a sustainable fashion brand, you don't really have to do that explanation anymore. You can just be and people understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. So don't fret and don't be stressed out if you're not the first mover or the pioneer. It's actually probably better for you. The last person standing is the real winner. And so how can you bring something new to the space? How can you innovate? How can you enact change? And how can you really disrupt? I strongly believe that every single person and every single business brings their own unique perspectives to the table. So don't be too deterred by what your competition is doing. A friend of mine recently said that a mentor told her there was a race between Michael Phelps and another swimmer and they were neck and neck. But then that swimmer looked over to see what Michael Phelps was doing. And because of that simple look and that simple distraction, he lost the race by 0.01 seconds. So that really shows you the importance of staying in your lane really focusing on what you're doing and not looking at your competition instead of focusing on your competitors focus on your ideal customers that's always what i tell our clients and this is really really important the next lesson that i really want to talk about is the importance of mindset 
I talked about money mindset last time, but your mindset as an entrepreneur is so important because especially in the early days, if you don't have budgets to hire really good CEOs and top talent, you are probably as far as the business can go. And so what that really means is your mind is as far as the business will go because you are the person that is, you know, the smartest in the room for the time being. And so that's why you have to continuously work on your mindset. And we as humans always want to stay comfortable. But if you stay comfortable, that means you're not growing. And if you really think about it, if you do things finally for the first time, like you finally start, I guess in my example, like I finally started the YouTube channel, something I've been thinking about for years. And while it's hard, it's also not as hard as I thought it would be. And I think that's because I waited way too long, right? Like if you do something and you finally do it and you find that it's actually quite easy, you probably started too late. And so you need to push yourself and your mind is also something you continuously need to master. And so think about what stories you're telling yourself. What untrue beliefs do you have? What biases do you have ingrained in you? And personally for me, like therapy over the past four years has really, really, really helped me as well as continuously reading, getting coaching, and also investing in programs and investing in mentors. So really continuously grow yourself, push yourself to challenge yourself, do things that are uncomfortable. And remember that at one point, you no longer want to be the smartest person in the room. But if you're still in the stage where you're the smartest person in the room, then you need to continuously grow and develop yourself. And in line with mindset, I wanted to talk a little bit about entrepreneurial loneliness and isolation. When I was first starting out, I was working a 9-to-5 job, and so literally all my other friends had 9-to-5 jobs as well, and I started to be closeted as a side hustle, but no one really else around me was doing that, and so I felt kind of like a lunatic, and I had all these problems and these stresses that no one could really relate to. Like, yes, they could understand, but no one truly knew how it felt, and that was really isolating. So if that's you, you need to make sure that you make some friends with other entrepreneurs because yes, your friends and your family can be supportive, but they don't get it, right? And so you need to surround yourself with other like-minded people. And it's also important to get yourself mentors and get yourself coaches, either paid or unpaid, right? Like if you are really, really into a certain person and you just know that you can't afford them right now, well, read their books if they have books or listen to other podcast episodes or watch all their YouTube videos. There are so many resources out there for you so there's no excuse and you can also even just look at their tweets on twitter as well and a mentor shared this quote with me a few months ago and i shared it on the podcast i think but basically if you want to be in the top one percent and you know that you are destined for greatness remember that you cannot do what 99 percent of other people are doing you are going to be different and that's going to feel isolating sometimes but that doesn't mean that you can't surround yourself with mentors and other entrepreneurial people that have done similar things so that you feel understood and you feel heard and you feel validated. Another thing that I've been working on and my therapist actually brought this up. She's super wise and super profound, but she said that I am in a season of active resistance. And I really feel that because I feel so lucky and so fulfilled to be able to call this my job and in every single aspect of my life, be it my career, my relationship with my partner, my friendships and my family relationships, and also just where I'm living and kind of my lifestyle. I just feel very fulfilled and I feel very at peace and I feel like I am exactly where I 
I need to be. And if you follow us on Instagram, you'll see the post and you'll know that that's not always the case. I used to be at a nine to five and I was miserable and I was in a not healthy relationship and there were all these things going on, but I actively worked on myself and I actively got myself out of that situation. And today I'm in this place where I feel so fulfilled and I'm not saying this to brag, but I'm saying this to say that it takes time, it takes years. And when you finally do get there because you have gotten quiet and you remember and you know what you want and you realize that it's really different from what some of your other friends are doing and different from maybe what society views traditionally as success or the traditional path, there's a bit of active resistance. And that's the season I'm in right now where I'm actively pursuing my own path and I am actively resisting against what society tells me I should be doing and it's a really cool feeling but it also can wear down on you so if you're in a similar situation just know that you are probably also actively resisting against what the norm is but remember we cannot do what 99% of other people are doing if we want to be in the top 1% and if we want to be destined for greatness and we want to enact change in the fashion industry so just remember that and if you ever feel lonely realize that myself and other other people in our recloseted community are likely going through similar situations. So please reach out on Instagram or on email. We are here for you and we are all going through this together. And then on scaling, I've had so many lessons in this area because that's currently what I'm trying to do. And there's been so many mentors this year that have actually descaled their businesses. They've taken it from a growth trajectory and then said that, hang on, this is not what I want. And they've actually cut back. And not a lot of people talk about that, but that's really inspired me to start to think about how big I want to take this business. Because you don't have to build a $100 million business or a billion dollar business, even though society tells us more, bigger, larger is always better. That's not always the case because you have to get quiet and you have to get clear on what you want and what kind of lifestyle you want. And so it's kind of like that whole active resistance thing again, where society says bigger businesses are better, like millions and then billions and then trillions, but you don't need all of that if that's not what's going to make you happy. And build 500k annual revenue businesses and they feel incredibly fulfilled because they're able to support themselves and their family and perhaps they have a couple of team members and if that's what's going to make you happy then that's okay you don't need to have to scale to a million two million five million ten million if that's what's going to make you fulfilled and one of the other things i learned too is as soon as you have a 10 million dollar plus business it basically becomes your life and your life and your business and your career really start to bleed together and that's not to say that's good or that's bad but it's just a matter of what you want because some people love entrepreneurship and some people love the game they love the hustle and that's totally fine there's no judgment there's no hate against that but in reality if you want to have a family and you want to do all the things then it's really going to start to bleed together and so like i mentioned a mentor of mine recently degrowth her business i don't even know if that's a word but she degrowth you kind of get the point she basically cut back and now she's really really enjoying her life she just had her first daughter and it's not to say like i don't want to come on here and say that for female founders and female entrepreneurs if they want to have a family they need to take a step back that's not at all the narrative i want to say the narrative i want to be saying right now is you need to get quiet and think about what you want and how big you want to grow and then make a plan accordingly and don't just think about what's the society expects or what society says is great think about what you actually want for your lifestyle 
And for me, that has really allowed me to get clear on the trajectory of this business and also allowed me to breathe a little bit and have a permission to grow at my own pace, if that makes sense, because there's always this pressure to be bigger, to be better, to be faster, and you can do this in your own time. There's no one, like we're not saving lives, you know, there's no like real need to put this kind of pressure and stress on ourselves so get clear on what you want and then actively protect it and actively work towards it but don't let people pressure you into doing something that you don't want to do and so these are some of my lessons and my mistakes from the past four years in business and i'm also really heavily reflecting on our instagram and in our email newsletters this month so make sure you are following us on Instagram at Recloseted and also sign up for our email newsletters because like I mentioned last month was very rough in regards to that 10k mistake and I learned so much through the process though so I don't regret it honestly because I learned so much about how to deal with people how not to deal with people I kind of learned from that person's mistake and so make sure you subscribe it's a really really transparent newsletter and i only kind of feel comfortable talking about it to our email community so make sure you subscribe and then in terms of our upcoming content i'm really excited but we're gonna do more content about how to start a business and in particular how to start a sustainable fashion brand so there will be more startup ye beginner items in a future ceo confessions episode in a few weeks so make sure you stay tuned and then if you haven't already please subscribe to our youtube channel just search recloseted consulting and then you will be able to find us and the link will also be in the show notes friendly reminder it is different content on both our youtube and our podcast i know by now you know that but just wanted to say that so it is worth your while to subscribe to both thanks for listening i hope that this is helpful for you and if i can just spare you some headaches some heartache and from making the same mistakes or feeling any anguish i really hope that i can do that that would make me so happy and as always please dm me at recloseted or email us hello at recloseted.com to let me know what your favorite parts were or what you resonated with And that concludes this episode. If you enjoyed it, please take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, and tag us at Recloseted. Make sure you subscribe to our Recloseted Radio podcast on your preferred podcast platform so that new episodes are automatically downloaded and you don't miss any of our free resources. Lastly, don't forget to rate our podcast five stars and leave us a positive review. That really helps us and continues to allow us to provide this podcast for free. Together, let's write the harmful fashion industry.